Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Sinead Grimes-Beach. And I'm Annalyn McCord. After years spent playing best friends on screen on 90210. And fighting like hell behind the scenes. Ah, yes. How could I forget? (laughs) We made it out of our time in Young Hollywood on a show that shared names with the most iconic zip code in the world. Bonded for life, but not without a shit ton of baggage in tow. Now we are back together letting it all hang out on our new podcast, Unzipped. Tune in and unzip with us and our brilliant guests every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Today, my guest is Ashika, and we met through Brown Girl Mad. You have your own podcast. I do. Always aligning. Always aligning. And you're a spiritual life coach. Mm -hmm. So how did you become a spiritual life coach? How does one get there? You're 35. You're married. Uh Uh-huh. But I know you've been on about 250 dates. (laughs) I have. And that's not quite common in the South Asian culture to hear of someone that's been on that many dates. Like I, for one always tell my listeners, yes, I did the whole dating thing, but I never had a dating life. That was like, okay, I'm panicking. I'm getting older and we're in a pandemic. Who, who will I meet? Let's start dating. But I never had a period of dating in my yeah, life. Yeah. You did. I did because first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to do this with you and also be your real life friend. So this is all really amazing. Um, I prioritized dating. It was important to me, right? And I see a lot of people kind of 
doing this and we're all on our own journey when it comes to our life but we celebrate folks that go after their hustles we celebrate folks that want to make the money and have the career we celebrate folks that like commit to their fitness goals but we cringe on the folks that want to commit to finding romantic love yeah why right if it's important to you it's important to you can it just happen? Is destiny at play? You know, does it happen at happenstance? Of course it does. But if that's not happening, you have to do your karma. You have to put in the work and show up so that you can receive the abundance that's meant for you. I was not going to find someone based on my circumstances. I moved back home. I was living with my mom. I had a job in hospitality where I had basically four female colleagues and like one male colleague who were all married. I wasn't interacting with a lot of people. I had moved back to New York from India. So I, I grew up in Long Island, went to India, and then I came back. I, what were you doing in India? <laughs> so I went to India to become an actress. It was my life goal. I did the thing. I did a couple of films. My, my greatest work was Kick, Telugu Kick. I did commercials. I've interviewed some of you know the top stars. Yeah, that's Khan. a big deal. Kick is a huge hit, guys, if you check it out. Uh, so congrats on that. Thank you. So then you decided this isn't really working anymore. You come back to America. You know, Bollywood or film in general, it just has so many layers. And I am a big believer in destiny. And at some point when things are not falling into place the way maybe you like, or even just in some sort of a sustainable manner, it's really time to pivot. Um, everything they say about Bollywood is true. It was true then. I don't know what it's like now. Casting couch, all of it. Of course. You know, it's about who you know. It's about um, who you're sleeping with. It's also about luck. Some some people do get extremely, extremely lucky, but most people don't, right? There's thousands and thousands of people that try their luck in this industry and only a handful of them make it. So what happens to the rest, right? Yeah. Um, so things weren't working out. I didn't enjoy being in India. I didn't enjoy being in Bombay. I loved elements of it. I made some of my best friends during those years of my life. They're still a part of my world today and that was amazing. I cherish that. But I didn't enjoy the work because I didn't enjoy the industry. It did not feel good to me. Did I want to continue to be a part of an industry in which I showed up for my job day to day and didn't feel good? No. That didn't resonate with me. It didn't resonate even then, even before I was a spiritual life coach because spirituality was always a part of my life. I learned Reiki when I was 13. Okay. My mom used to host Reiki circles at our home every weekend or every other weekend. And we'd have our Reiki master, who's like my second mom, come over and do healing circles. Like I grew up with that. So I could feel the energy. It's and not it was, aligned. It wasn't aligned. Hence, always aligning, right? Yeah. I could feel that energy was creepy and sleazy and not really creatively stimulating. The ick, as the kids say. Very ick. Ick in the kick. It was definitely very ick. So it wasn't working out. Um, there were some challenges going on back home. My parents actually got divorced. The legal divorce happened in my late 20s, but the separation had happened a little bit earlier. And that's tough if your parents are getting divorced when you're older. It's just as tough, I feel, as when you're a child, because when you're older, it's unfathomable. Right. Especially in South Asian culture, right? Like yes. older couples in South Asian culture may be unhappy. They may live in separate homes, separate rooms. Nobody will know. Nobody will talk but about no it. But they all get divorced. Legally filing papers exactly. to get divorced. And I am so extremely proud of my mom for taking that step and drawing her energetic boundary, right? Yeah. Because she basically had the courage to say, 
this is not serving me. And it was, it was mutual. It was amicable. It's also the first time I'm talking about this. So this yes. feels like, woo. Um, but she said, well, this is, this is not working. He said the same. They built that energetic boundary so they could continue on with their lives rather than, you know, walking around with that, that pain or that yeah. hurt or that feeling of a incomplete project yes. that's just kind of weighing you down, right? And you were dating in India too. And it seemed like that really wasn't going anywhere. So now you now don't are no longer in India acting. You're in America. College years have long gone by mm-hmm. and you're back to square one. I was back to square one, and it's why I a lot of the clients that I work with, I support them through transitions, right? Because I think I'm the queen of the pivot at this point. ABP, always be pivoting. We always say that. Always be pivoting. I love that. Yeah. But that's life, right? I mean, jobs come and go. Relationships come and go. Cities come and go. So if we continue to uh, attach our identity to how things are, when those things change, who are we then? And I had to confront that at a younger age. I had to confront that when I was alone as a struggling actress where my career wasn't working out. I had to confront that when my dad was not really an active part of my life. I had to confront that when I came back to New York and my world was different. We didn't live in this big home anymore. We had to start from scratch. We were, you know, in an apartment. I had to get a job and like go back to this whole different world that I wasn't a part of. So I had to learn at a very young age to build resilience and um, self-sufficiency, right? Who am I when I am not any of these things? When I'm not my father's daughter and when I'm not an actress and not in this relationship? It's something I'm still working on, right? This The whole journey of growth and healing, it's never ending. No. You reach level one and you're like, whoa, I got there. And then you realize there's, there's a whole other level, yeah, right? And you keep going. You keep going. Always be leveling. Always be leveling. ABL. ABL. So now you're here. You're single. Here. I'm single. What's next? So I'm single. I get a job. I'm working in hospitality. And my mom was in the wedding space. And she really had the burning desire that, you know, we should work together. She wanted us to do wedding planning and events planning, something I enjoyed and something she's great at. And I told my mom, I said, as much as I love that, also she was my roommate and I love my mom. She's my BFF, but I just thought it might be too much. We're living together. We're going to be working together. But also I wanted my weekends so that I could use that time to meet a person, right? I was very realistic of my landscape. As I said, I'm working with female colleagues. I don't have a social network. A lot of our family friends had hooked. A lot of my friends from India had dispersed into different places. Um, I had a great relationship in India, which also amicably ended. It wasn't the right fit. Um, So I had to advocate for myself. And how was I going to do that, right? So I committed to the task of dating. That became important and I treated it with that importance. I used a lot of my weekends and a lot of my evenings to do that. It was it was like a side hustle. It yeah. really, really was. I say people ask me, like, what happened to your clothing line? It's still there, honey. But I had to make dating my full-time job. I know my personality. Yeah. And I couldn't do the whole business and be a full-time dater. Yeah. And it's okay to say you're looking for someone. I There's no shame in it. I think it's great to say that I'm ready to receive love. 
Absolutely. I love that, right? I, I was ready to receive love. I was in a state of receiving any and all abundance. If that came from friendship, if that came from career, if that came from love, but I knew what I wanted in my heart and I owned it. I had folks around me that poo-pooed it like, oh, why are you prioritizing this? Yeah. You'll just meet someone. Let it happen. I said, listen, guys, I'm not going out to bars after work every day. I don't, didn't live in the city. I lived in Queens. I was really happy with the world, like life I was building. Yeah. Where was I going to meet someone? No. On the subway? That happened once or twice. twice. But like, can I just leave it to luck? I wanted to feel that I was doing something about it. And as I started to do something about it, I learned so much about myself, right? I started dating with this idea of, oh, people are interviewing me. And then I realized, no, I am interviewing them. I'm feeling their energy. I'm feeling their vibe. Does it align with me? Does it resonate with my spirit? It really increased my self-awareness. It taught me more about manifesting. How am I going to manifest my soulmate? What is the energy that I want to put out there? What is the energy I need to be stepping into to bring into my partner? It encouraged me to continue on my path of healing, right? Whatever daddy issues I had and daddy wounds I had and broken family stresses I had, how can I heal that? Because if I want a relationship and I want to get married, I'm essentially saying I want to have my own family and I trust in the nature of this relationship. I couldn't do that if I was still carrying my past baggage. So it was one of the best experiences. I encourage it to everyone because it will force you to do the work. Now, if you're not doing the work and you're going out there looking for love, it's desperate energy. Yes. It comes from a place of low vibe of, I really need to find love and, and I really need this. That's what happened to me in the beginning. I was giving off desperate energy because I almost was going against what I say on this podcast, which we always say it's a Ponzi podcast because we tell <laughs> you what to do and then we actually don't do any of what we tell you to, what to do. So I you know, always come in with like, I like to say queen energy. Yeah. But when I would go on these dates, I had been told, right? No one's going to date you because you're on a TV show. No one's going to want to date someone that says dick on TV. No South Asian guy is going to want someone that's on a reality show on Bravo. That's trashy. What good family would want to marry someone like you? Yeah. Um, And so I had all of that in my head. Even if I truly didn't believe it, it was still... A barrier in my head of course it was there and so I was meeting men coming off with that energy like oh please like me because apparently no one's gonna want to date me because I'm on this show yeah and life totally changed for me after the show because many people didn't want to date someone on a reality show but I had also been told that and then it kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah and there was a I would say a good six month period there where I was operating with desperate energy so I know exactly what you're talking about yeah I mean our thoughts become our reality right it's a fact it's It's all energy to me it's all energy so yeah I did it too right I did desperate energy I maybe went on one too many dates with people that I shouldn't have right I lived and I learned I taught myself nobody had taught me how to date is anybody taught how to date no right we're not taught how to date so I I was like this isn't working I'm not always enjoying this everyone's telling me to have fun with it I didn't find it to be fun do I really want to spend another Friday night talking to somebody I don't know with this fear in the back of my mind that it's not going to work out paying expensive drinks expensive dinner maybe an expensive uber home I'm not making that much money Mm -hmm. like every dollar counted 
I was like, there has to be a better way. So how can I make it better in a way that works for me? So I focused on how am I going to manifest my soulmate? And what is the energy with which I want to show up for in my life, right? And that was about protecting my space. It was stepping into doing things just for myself. I started kakak again. I used to learn kakak when I was younger. For those listening, kathak is a form of Indian dance. Yup, Indian classical dance. I said, I'm going to start kathak again just because I want to do something for myself. There's no agenda. There's no weight to be lost or competition to be won. It's just aligning with my passion. I'm going to happily spend my Sundays doing self-care because I love it, right? Not because of anything else, just because I enjoy it. Um, and then I'm going to use my additional time to date and be very intentional about it. How does this feel? What is his vibe? What is he saying? People reveal themselves. And that's the work that I get to do as a coach. Because even when I work with my clients, they're revealing themselves, right? Yes. You hear their truth because of what they're saying. That's their truth because they say it. So people reveal themselves, right? If, if a man is, I don't know, just you know, kind of saying things like, oh, I'm, I'm just out here casually looking. He's probably just casually looking. You. Exactly. And I was saying, I've said this many times on the podcast, it was painful to hear that because I knew this. Right. But at least they weren't wasting my time. And they weren't wasting your time because maybe you had developed that awareness of it. Well, I was very clear. You were clear. And that's amazing. You were intentional. And I was intentional. But I always feel that pain for my fellow you know, women and South Asian sisters that are not intentional. Or they think, Oh, but he might change his mind. And don't know how to read between the lines because they've had no dating experience. I was one of those people and I learned through having these horrible, weird experiences. Right. Because we haven't been told how to date or to start dating in your high school years. Like none of us really have right. that. Or they have desperate energy or they're feeling pressure, right? Or the pressure is, I think, number one from the family to Definitely. Get I felt the pressure too. And my mom is amazing. She's super cool. She's super chill. Like just the best. And even she went through this. Oh my God, your life is nothing until you don't get married. Yeah. Who's going to marry you? You don't have anything. You don't bring anything to the table. And at some point I had to stop her, right? I had to put her in her place and I had to say, this, this is not going to work. And this is not going to help me. It's not going to help you. I tell my mom, if you want to keep manifesting negative worry energy for yeah. me, then keep talking. Right. And she stops right away. <laughs> what my mom is actually one of my spiritual teachers. And she herself has gone through so much and done so much healing. And she supported me through this phase. But we all fall into that, right? Sometimes it's just a bad memory, a bad dream, a, you know, a, a low vibe day, right? You get your period, you're hormonal and like the world sucks and men suck and you just want to eat a tub of ice cream. Yes. It happens to all of us. How do we come out of that? And how do we bounce out of that, right? Yeah. And what are those tools that we can keep tapping into? So the moment I just became a lot more intentional, became more mindful, protected my boundaries, said no to some perhaps great guys that I just did not vibe with and focused on manifesting my soulmate, I wrote down everything I wanted in my partner, not how he looked, not what he did, but what was his vibe all about. And I read it to myself every morning. You did? Yeah. On my way to the subway, I used to read it in the morning because I wanted to, it was like a prayer. It was a reminder. It was this energy that I knew I was putting out into the universe. And then I met my partner and he literally had almost 29 out of 30 of those things. Incredible. Yep. Yeah. And these 250 dates, how long was this process and 
Was it through dating apps? How did 250 dates come about? Yeah, so it was probably like 200 plus-ish. You know, I definitely counted, but somewhere around there. Uh, some of them were virtual dates. Many of them were real person. I used every single app. One of my really good friends I met on an app, you know, so that happened to yes. Tinder, Bumble, Shadi.com. You I mean, didn't discriminate. No, I didn't discriminate. Shadi.com was my mom's idea. She definitely made a project out of it. Shadi.com, guys, is like the Indian J-Day. Indian JK. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, I used to get like hundreds of requests every day. It was that was her side hustle? Yes. Shadi.com, she did. Yeah. The rest I did. And I mean, it was kind of funny, sad because at some point I would see the same people. Yeah. On different apps. I think that's the the trigger here for a lot of people listening. They just keep swiping, and this happened to me too. After a while, you're like, okay, it's the same 30 people. So maybe you broaden your radius, or you change your filters yeah or I used to think well nobody wants me if it's the same people on different apps that I've spoken to most of them or swiped and they haven't swiped back nobody wants me now what am I going to do right and that's a scary scarcity mindset yes. to step into you don't want to think that guys you don't we've want all to. thought that we all do right and we all we all do and we still will about different areas of our life it's human nature there's nothing wrong with it it's just again what are the tools you can leverage to kind of get out of it? Funnily enough, my husband had never been on a dating app. So I would have never met him, right? We met in real life. And until then, I was convinced every single eligible Indian man in New York City is on an app. Yes. But apparently not. How did you <laughs> meet not. We met at a friend's house. It was just, it was karma. It was, it was the right place, right time. And he's my soulmate. I'm his soulmate. He told me. The next day. And we basically, we met, we had our first date the next day. And like a week later, he said, I love you. I didn't freak out. It was I wasn't, easy. Yeah, it was peaceful. Easy. It was peaceful. We got engaged a few months later. We got married within a year. And we've had our ups and downs, right? You get married as grownups. You're mature. You're yes. bringing a lot to lives, two full lives that have existed before you have met. How does that mesh together? And how do you continue to build there's a learning curve. Yeah. You have to give up that learning curve, right? I think it's very easy to walk away from relationships, and sometimes you need to. Yeah. But you also have to give marriage a chance. Yeah. Well, I think you're awesome, and mm -hmm. Hot Girl Summer is around the corner, and a lot of single Pringles listen to this pod. Where can they find you? Because, honey, some of us need a coach. Yeah. So, you know... I let's think get this, awesome. Let's get this coaching started for Hot Girl Summer because a lot of awesome. Thank you. And congratulations. Thank you I so know much. You put in the work it's been a long too. journey. I know. People you, see the engagement. No one sees like the rest, you know, what happened to get there. And I had the same thing. I had so many of, oh, you just met him at a party? You guys got married in a year? It How simple. Yeah. How simple. I'm like, girlfriend, I have spent days and weeks and weekends crying. Yeah. I gave him this. Thousands of hours, right? Yeah. Like I did put in the work and I worked on myself. Yeah. I had a lot of healing to do. You know, I had a lot of growth to do and I'm proud of myself for doing that. But I, I trust that because I did that and then I focused on the manifesting, I focused on aligning my energy. I was intentional about what I was putting out there. That's how I brought in yeah. my life partner. Well, I think a lot of our listeners need a sesh with you. So where can they find you? So I'm, I'm at Ashiko, my name, on Instagram. And it's two A's. It's 
two A's, it's two E's. A-A-S-H-E-E-K-A-A. -A -E -E -A -A. I will tag you, of course. Um, and ashka.com. So yeah, I, I have a group coaching program coming up. I work with clients one-on-one. -on -one, and I'm really here to support South Asian women. One of the biggest reasons why I got into coaching was, of course, all of the transitions I experienced yes. and the growth I went on. But also, I didn't see South Asian coaches. I didn't have fellow South Asian coaches to look up to. And for the listeners who aren't South Asian, many of you, you can still get coached. Yes, <laughs> yes, of course, of course. Yes. As a woman of color, though, when I went through my ups and downs, I didn't see a lot of women of color out there that I could maybe lean on and get that mentorship and support from. And it yes. really inspired me to take up space because yes. why not, right? Why not? Well, thank you so much for thank coming you. on the podcast and being so raw and real. And guys, you know, check out ashika.com. I know I need a coach. Oh, you're Not amazing. for a relationship, for other stuff, but we'll, we'll talk. talk. I love you. Thank you so love much. You too. Thank you, boo. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.